This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet, we will recap UFC Fight Night, Victoria vs. Cannoneer, hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome, and real-world call-outs, and last but not least, we will preview UFC Fight Night, Emmett vs. Taporia. Here we go. Here we go. We are back. Um, week uh, four, I think, of like 15 straight or something. I think I've said different numbers every single time. But <laughs> yeah, I think you went from 14 to 16 to 15 now. Yeah, I knew that, so I just settled in the middle at 15. Um, yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, another another card, UFC on ABC. Been kind of wondering where the ABC cards went. Did they already have one of those earlier this year? Yeah, they had one like not like a month ago. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but I, I was going to say, they disappeared for like over a year and then now they're back. But anyways, yeah, we got a pretty good uh, pretty good fight night card. Uh, is this one at the Apex? I think I ask you this every week. No, it's not. This one, That's I, why it's such a good card. Yeah, exactly. This one is, let's see. This is too good to be at the Apex. Like, yeah, exactly. It's bad that now we can tell when a card's an Apex card or not. <laughs> yeah, you just have to look at it. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, yeah, I did know that. At the Vistar Veterans Memorial that's, State Arena. That's their boys because that's who let them do the COVID uh, cards. yeah, right. They're forever indebted to the Vistar. And they, <laughs> they've been, to their credit, they've been pretty loyal going back there pretty often. So, anyways, let's... uh. Let's get into it and start things off as we always do with our take of the week. So Ryan, as always, take us away. All right. So um, I got if uh, if Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg headline oh, a uh, UFC pay per view, that'll be the the last UFC card that I ever watch. I will uh, I'll officially uh, pledge my allegiance to uh, the BKFC and uh, just go officially bare knuckle boxing nonstop. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll watch it, but will that'll you, be that'll be the last one. Will you pay for it? No. Yeah. Watching at a friend's house. But imagine trying to stream that. Like, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to, that's not, like, would it be huge? Would millions of people watch? I don't know, dude. I think so. If Zuckerberg and Elon Musk agreed to try to hurt each other. That'd be hilarious if it becomes the uh, biggest pay-per-view of all time. Fucking Zuckerberg versus Musk. And uh, it honestly could, think of all the, the Elon Musk fanboys and stuff like that, and yeah, dude, there's that w- don't watch fights like that's like a few million at least right there that'll probably watch. And just the freak show of, of it all, like I don't know. I hate to I hate to admit it because I would probably be Team Elon, but like Zuckerberg's already crushing him in the trash talk. Yeah, Zuck- I think Zuckerberg mops the floor with them. Plus, Zuckerberg tra- actually trains. I know it doesn't look good. I know he was in like a fake tournament that he won, but. He actually does train. I think he wins by probably by a rear naked choke. Wait, he was in a fake tournament. I must have missed this. Yeah, I guess he won like a he won like two gold or two first places and then a one second place in a tournament. And if you saw him like doing his jujitsu, it's not good. Was it just like a beginners tournament or something? Or yeah, was but he? Fucking, they, didn't like real, ch- they didn't look like real beginners. It they was a children's like, tournament. It looked like plants. It looked like us. They were planted there to let him win. You think he paid for the whole tournament, like just let him win? Yeah. Well, do you remember that uh, wrestling story that John Dupont guy that was like a heir to a? Yeah, Dupont? yeah, the dude that like uh, he shot the guy, made a movie out of it. Yeah, because he was what was he? What drug was he doing? Uh, I don't know. I think it was cocaine or something. Anyways, he was like and like a pill addict or something, but. He was entering those wrestling tournaments where he was getting to win. They were he was paying for wrestling tournaments that, for them to let him win. Oh yeah, and he was like Steve Carell played him, right? Yeah, yeah. And Channing Tatum was the other guy. <laughs> yeah, it was so a good was a, good movie. Yeah, that was a weird movie, crazy <laughs> story, true story. I think the Mark I, Schultz guy fought in the UFC a couple times too. Yeah, he did, uh, but they didn't. They left that out. Like I heard some of the parts were like kind of embellished or like a little well, different than real Mark life. Mark Schultz but. was furious because they made it look like he had a gay scene with the dupont guy like they inferred oh, it, like yeah. they were like cutting each other's hair and stuff and they made it look real weird yeah they didn't actually show him doing anything but he was furious about that but i mean maybe that's what zuckerberg that's what's actually i don't know we're always we always have the same takes these days but yeah i was gonna say zuck versus 
Zuck versus Musk on the the pay per view card. Because um, it was this a real quote where Dana said these guys are dead serious about this? Obviously they're not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Is Dana being serious? These guys are dead serious. I believe so. That's what it. I mean, it's a headline of an article, so who knows? But it from what from the headline, I thought it <laughs> seemed pretty serious, which seems kind of stupid now. It's uh yeah on TMZ. So TMZ only reports the truth too. So. You know, they went from uh, not being a great news source to... To the only news source? Yeah, exactly. To the only news source you can trust? Yeah, I mean... Absolutely deadly serious. <laughs> <laughs> deadly serious, not just dead serious. I find that just so hard to believe that... About fighting each other in a UFC octagon. And it would be the biggest fight in the history of the world. So says UFC press Dana White. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would it be the big? I still don't know. Would it be the biggest? Like people would tune. What if one guy hurt the other one badly? Like what if he, like, I don't know. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It'd be huge, a huge risk for both of them. I still think the bigger risk would be for. I mean, I think that Elon's fifty something years old. Creepy Zuckerberg's only like thirty nine or something. Like he's yeah, a, when you when you're like when you're the head of like that big of company, like owner or whatever, like. Don't you have like insurance policies on your life that probably think. stop you from fighting in a cage? <laughs> like, yeah, I would. That's what I'm. Th- that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, I just think that that's not that's not allowed somehow, right? Yeah, it seems like it. But I mean, if anybody is going to do it anyways, it would probably be Elon Musk. But I don't know if I could say the same for Mark Zuckerberg. He doesn't seem as as unhinged as uh, as Elon has at times lately. Yeah, I mean, if if they did fight, I think it's Zuckerberg in the first minute by rear naked choke, and I don't think he's going to be able to hurt Elon. He's just going to be able to make him tap out. Um, I don't know what I'd set the line at though. Like it'd have to start at like minus two thousand for Zuckerberg. It, probably is this even true? Than that. Elon is six one. I think he's a pretty good size. Yeah, I did not think he was that tall. Zuck's only five seven. He's a nerd. Yeah, I mean Elon's way bigger, but fifty-one to thirty-nine. Yeah, he's he's pretty old. Like he's a guy. He, he's just gonna drag him to the ground. That's gonna be enough to hurt him. Yeah, he'd be done for. Yeah, I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much value in that fight there. So, but pretty crazy. I mean, just the fact that Dana White would even get involved and like be like, "Oh yeah, this is dead serious." Pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, so anyhow. We move on from there to uh, to some real fights. We got um, <laughs> we can move on to some real fights. Let's uh let's go over our fights we had last week. Um, decent card overall. I'm nothing special, but um, I think what it all hinged on was the main event being ended up being pretty good. Uh, fairly one sided, but pretty good. Dude, the prelims were sick too. Like this was like. A pretty good card all around. Yeah, I mean, but, like, as far as, like, they didn't try to make it a good card. It just happened to be a good card. Yeah, for sure. Is that kind of what, were we on the same page there? Like, Yeah, exactly. There was a few sick ones. We can, maybe before we even go on that, we can cover a little bit of the, the ones we didn't even put on here. But uh, in the, uh, let's see, what was it? Let me find that. Jesus, I don't know why my thing's all messed up here. It is, let's see here, it is. Vittori versus Cannon here. Uh, there was, all right, here we go. The, uh, oh, yeah, that Manuel Torres uh, elbow knock out of uh, Nicholas Moda. Yeah, Dude, that was nice. That was insane. That was sick. Yeah. Um, and the other one I wanted to shout out was that uh, Carlos Hernandez finish that ended up, not oh, being like a finish sec- or a headbutt thing. That yeah, the headbutt. Second. Yeah, so basically, he. I don't think this should have been called. This is kind of interesting. I don't know what your take is on it, but I think it should have been called a knockout. Not. I don't think it should have went to the judges' scorecards to be an accidental clash of heads. Because how do you determine if it was the dude's head got slammed against the against the mat, which we've seen. You know, we've seen people get knocked out from that, and then. It wasn't like a huge clash of heads either. Like there was like an inch, it seemed like, where it bounced up and hit him in the head. It seemed way more likely that he would have got knocked out from hitting the mat with yeah. his head. 
then that then like the clash of heads afterwards but either way he was out cold dude, was and that brutal. was a, like a terrible stoppage dude we had like 15 elbows after <laughs> yeah. that like, not just little like short elbows like it it was at least five or six like full like hard as you can elbows from top position on a completely yeah, I got it up dead right opponent now. dude look at oh jeez so many it's one of the nastiest yeah, it looked bad. I was like, holy shit, stop this fight. Like, how did the ref... The ref's right there, too. Like, and I, I don't know how he could not see it, but for whatever reason, he just... Uh, he let that guy get pummeled a few more times before uh, stopping the fight. Yeah, that was uh, that was nasty. Um, I guess at the end of the day, you got, uh, you got... We got violence out of it. Yeah, that's for sure. Sometimes too much violence. That'd be Zuckerberg against Musk. <laughs> I yeah, what if that, that happens? They like break their neck instead. Of- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what are the liabilities here? Like, is this one of those things where you just can't let it happen because there's just too much? Yeah, Elon will be like to lose too much. Stephen Hawking afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd still be able to work then. I mean, the worst. Yeah, the worst thing would be is if he. Yeah, I guess it's not worst case scenario, but he'd be devastating for him. He wouldn't be able to go on Twitter anymore. Yeah, uh, what other fights do you want to go over from this one, or do you want to start and work our way down the... Uh... Yeah, we could just start from the top now. I just wanted to mention those ones. Since, yeah, those uh... are solid. All right, so we had Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier. Um, things started off pretty good for Marvin Vittori. First 10 seconds of the fight, he rocked Cannonier, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah, I think I texted you right before this fight and was like, I was really confident in my Vittori pick, and I just, I, it just hit me out of nowhere. I was driving, actually. I went to Walmart, like during the arm and circuit fight or whatever and i'm just driving i'm like oh shit didn't marvin vittori think he was a striker in his last fight and get really lucky to win a decision and then i was like i really hate this vittori pick i wish i would have bet cannoneer but it was already too late so uh i just let it ride and uh it turned out i was i was right that feeling like should have should have just went and bet double or whatever on on cannoneer after that because that's exactly what he did again. I mean, the dude did not even try and get a takedown until he was severely hurt. And by that time, it was the same as in the last fight. He didn't go for a takedown until it was too late. Um, but somehow he managed to win a decision. I, I thought that he lost uh, lost his last fight. But uh, Who was his last fight against? It was against... Uh, destroyed by Whitaker. Let's see. But yeah, I'm remembering but Don't that. you remember? He, yeah. I was like... What is Vittori doing? He's not... He didn't shoot a single takedown. He had an ugly fight, like a totally out-of-character fight. Yeah, and then he just... Got, oh, it was against... Uh, it was against Roman Delize. Oh, yeah. Remember, we were like, Miss yeah, Stilier Girl, Roman like... Yeah, Roman won that fight. Yeah. yeah. Now I remember that. Yeah, exactly. It was against Roman Delize, which... I get it. He went to fucking Bangkok. He thinks he's a striker all of a sudden. But it's like, you're not a striker. I don't know if they told him, like, you need to be more exciting or you're going to be cut or something. Because I don't know what would motivate you when you've done really well and Cannonier historically has not done well against wrestling yeah exactly and he's beat everybody except for Whitaker and Adesanya that that he's fought but now all of a sudden you're gonna decide you're only gonna strike and it's like he's got to purposely be doing it because he does not even think about shooting a takedown you can tell it's like I'm just gonna stand and then if he gets his bell rung completely he'll kind of like try and shoot into a takedown from like half getting dropped but uh yeah, it's just absolutely terrible game plan. Uh, I guess it makes him more exciting of a fighter because he gets absolutely pummeled, but and he has an iron chin, so he can just go have some wars. But gonna he's going to be on the he's going to be on the wrong side of those wars against pretty much everybody in the top. I mean, if he fights Paulo Costa again, he he loses <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Um, I was going to say he's the, for number one. He's the only guy who's really gotten out of Sanya in trouble, and he did it with grappling. Yeah, right. He had a had somewhat close fight. And well, then number two. Besides Pereira. Uh, yeah, and then number two, the only thing I got right about this fight was that Vittori does have a granite chin. Yeah, dude. He took some. He, Jared took, the record, he is, took the record shots from one of the strongest guys in the division. Yeah, it, it was the record in the fourth round. Go, um, after the I guess fourth a guy round. who's known for being no, low volume. Yeah, I think he hit like mid fourth round. He hit the record, and then, yeah, that it's pretty insane. I mean, Cannonier absolutely lit him up, and uh, good cardio by both guys, I guess. Like, <laughs> but uh, it was a pretty wild fight. And Vittori, um, is just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, people have been saying that for a long time. All right, uh-huh. at least he was just an idiot outside of the octagon. Now he's he's an idiot outside and inside of the and octagon. His, his IQ is idiotic. 
Oh, and he's so, dude, him in a press conference is like, I got secondhand embarrassment for the guy. Dude, that's what's so funny about Paul Costa. Like, everyone was so mad at Costa when he missed weight twice. He showed up and then he said, Oh, I didn't know it was going to be a 185. <laughs> and everybody was like making it was so funny that he did, did that to the only reason I thought it was hilarious is because he did it to Vittori, who's like just couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. And then they made it like a catch weight at like 195 and he still missed weight and they made it a Light heavyweight fight at 205. Vittori showed up at like 189 or something. So it was funny because Coast is like the perfect guy to mess with uh, Vittori. Vittori won that fight fair and square, but there were some moments in that fight where Costa landed a crazy head kick, and that's when I knew like Vittori can't be knocked out. His chin is too – his giant head is just made out of a cinder block with no brain inside. Yeah, it's like going uh, – yeah, Costa, like one of the wittier fighters on the UFC roster against – Marvin Vittori, who is the absolute dullest, dumbest yeah, fucking crayon in the box, you know? <laughs> he's he's ter- he's so dumb, dude. He doesn't get anything. He just, like, starts getting loud and yelling and incoherent, more incoherent than Stipe when he starts getting uh, riled up. It's it's pretty bad, so. Yeah, absolute, absolute knucklehead. Um, he used to make up for it, though, because his fight IQ used to be decent. Yeah, and now he's just, dude, he got Bangkok ready, and he's... He, forgot to get ready he's just he just went to bangkok dude yeah he's toast if he doesn't figure it out but yeah good win for cannoneer and yeah these guys could just keep beating each other up it's not much they're not gonna i mean i don't know what is uh cannoneer get another shot at adesanya like that wasn't really an exciting fight yeah i don't know but he is the only one who hasn't fought adesanya twice so maybe right yeah that i mean i think whitaker's gotta get him next right pretty much for a third whitaker gets adesanya next yeah, right. For, I mean, he's 0-2 against him, but you're right that that's the right, the best chance, but I don't know how many times you get a get a shot after you, like, I don't know. It just Holloway got it three times, so it's, like, pretty much the exact same situation. <laughs> yeah, other than Holloway arguably won one of those. Yeah, that's true. I but, mean, the last fight was close with but you Whitaker. Keep, that's true, and you got to keep the, you do got to keep the division moving, so somebody's got to fight him. Yeah, and you can't have Whitaker just take out the, every young contender either, so. yeah. Yeah, they're like working as a team, and they don't even—it's not by not by design at all. Yeah, Volk so. and Holloway and uh, and Izzy and um, yeah, it's it's a weird and it's a weird phenomenon that's going on. All right, let's move on to Armin Sarukian versus Joaquim Silva. Um, Sarukian ended up getting a finish late in the third round. Um, I just he, thought Sarukian was—I mean, he was a huge favorite in this fight. He pretty much just did what he was supposed to do, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this one, I was watching watching while walking around walmart so i didn't watch it super closely but um yeah from what i saw he kind of just it was pretty one-sided he, he, yeah the takedowns were there for him it was pretty easy um yeah i mean armin surkin this was kind of a just a f- tune-up fight for him i don't know what he's going to do next i still think he's one of the most well-rounded guys in that division yeah he, he really is he's a pretty solid fighter he's, le- he's legit like i don't think there's any hype behind him or be- to him there's some hype behind him I don't think I don't think he's no hype though. Like he's he's a legit product. No, yeah, he's got he's got the skills. I mean, he fought Makachev pretty close. So. And like his first UFC fight, and he, to be honest, I thought he beat Gamrat pretty pretty easily too in his fight before this. So uh, obviously the judges, it was a close fight, but I thought Sarukian won. I mean, he destroyed that Joel Alvarez, who I thought was looking really good up until the point yeah. he ran into Sarukian, and then he hasn't been heard from since either. <laughs> yeah, he put him <laughs> into the shadow realm. So. I just, yeah, I would love to see Sarukin get a real test in his next fight. Um, see where he's really at. Uh, Armin Petrosian versus Christian Leroy Duncan. Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan was undefeated. Petrosian was, um, was, Duncan was kind of a favorite here. Kind of a weird strategy. Kind of, Duncan looked good at times, but Petrosian just was way more polished kickboxer. Yeah. Um, but this fight had some really crazy rounds in it. It was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, this was a good fight. I mean, we called this one. I think it was just the experience, just, Petro- led Petrosian to the victory. I mean, Duncan, I, it was a close fight, but I thought Petrosian rightfully won, like, a 28. Yeah. Uh, he got up two rounds to nothing, right? 29-28, Duncan yeah. came back a little bit in the third round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was a fun fight. Yep, and, I mean, Christian Leroy Duncan, he seems like he definitely, you know, he, there might be something there, but uh, I, this is a tough fight to go in for your first fight in the UFC. Yeah. Like, when you're not a wrestler, I could see if he was a wrestler, like, oh, we're going to give you a kickboxer that really doesn't wrestle much. So, like, that would kind of make sense but like a striker to go just up 
against a way more decorated striker uh, in his first UFC fight. And, like, and why take this fight? Like, you have, there's no hype behind you. Like, you're not trying to... No, and there's no hype behind Petrosian either. Yeah, so you're I just, like, it, fighting, like, a tough guy. I guess it just kind of goes to show how many, like, absolute killers there are just lurking in gyms that are fighting on regional scenes and stuff. Like, right. That's crazy to think that this guy was 8-0, and in his first fight he went and fought, you know, a totally polished UFC product. So... Yeah, pretty wild. This fight was entertaining, though. At times, I thought that Duncan let it slip away, and then he won that he came back in the third round and looked pretty good. Um, but, yeah, Petrosian definitely had the experience and definitely looked like the more polished kickboxer. So. And judge alert here, too. One of the judges scored a 30-27 for Petrosian, yeah, which, which I thought odd. was pretty crazy. That, that was odd because I thought round three was a clear Duncan round. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dolby Salkov. Um, Fucking Dolby, man. He's on He's on a roll. Dude. Ever since Terry said it was his cousin, he's just been winning fights. Yeah, there's no stopping him, dude. It, I mean, Muslim Salikov, he looked, he looked pretty. Uh, looked his age. Yeah, looked his age. I mean, this guy, he's just so hard to predict, dude. I think he's getting on the do not bet list. It's like he either goes out there and kind of just like looks like he's half assing it, or he goes out there and half asses it and knocks somebody out. So that, yeah, and that's kind of my. When you ha- when you ha- when your guy has to win by knockout, that's all. That's almost like an automatic do not bet for me. Yeah, it's pr- like, like v- with a few exceptions, like uh, Justin Taffa, who will probably take like <laughs> coming yeah. up here. But uh, yeah, I mean there are some like guys where you're just like, all right, uh, he's gonna get the knockout. But uh, True. I mean Francis Nagano, like, yeah, <laughs> you know. But um, more towards the heavyweights than uh, what are they, these guys like one seventy one eighty five. But uh, Dolby looked bigger. He looked good. I mean, he's in shape. You can tell. I didn't notice his breathing technique as much in this fight. I don't know if he got rid of it or what, but. Yeah, maybe it, it was never a technique. He was just trying to cover for why he was breathing out of his mouth so loud. Yeah, he's got asthma. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Salkov, uh, I think he might be uh, a little long in the tooth. Um, how about Randy Barcells versus Miles Johns? I didn't see this one. I was taking a small siesta after our pool party on Saturday. No, it's because it didn't happen. Forgot to just delete it off the thing. There we go. <laughs> I thought I slept it through it, and I didn't miss anything. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's some exciting fights in the prelims. Um, pretty good main event. Uh, like I said, we kind of trashed the card just because it was kind of a low-effort apex card. But, you know, like I, I think we did say last week, and we pretty much always say in those situations, like it doesn't mean the guys aren't going to come to fight. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times a card you're underestimating – ends up being like one of the better ones to watch out of the fight nights you know so yeah uh, it's definitely one worth worth tuning in if uh if you didn't you can go back and watch some of them there's some pretty pretty nasty knockouts and some good fights so yeah for sure all right we'll wrap that up and we'll move on to our segments uh it's your turn to go first this week so who do you got for your isney awesome and your weekly call out all right isney awesome uh dana giving uh aljo a lamborghini you see that yeah, that's that's real. That seemed a hundred percent real from what I saw. Um, yeah, I guess uh, that's what you get for if you you know want to fight a month later, but Dana forces you into fighting. I mean, uh, I guess you get a Lamborghini or whatever. So I that's take care uh, of his fighters. I don't care what anyone says. Exactly, and people were shitting on him in the comments. I saw of the art, like on I think it was maybe on Reddit where I saw it, and people were shitting on Dana, like, oh, why doesn't he just pay the fighters what they're worth instead? I mean, they they're getting paid and they're getting Lamborghinis on top of it. And apparently they, they get, you know, extra money or whatever more often than people realize. So yeah, somebody's getting something. Cause it's like, uh, yeah. Uh, Lamborghini's not cheap and Aljo's not his favorite champion. So yeah, he's like his least favorite champion. What it's if like, he gave him the Lambo because Aljo's going to sign the fight against Marab? Would you take that deal? I think you But does Marab fight Aljo? You need we need to get Marab a Lambo too, I guess. Yeah, but what if they? Uh, surely Dana knows who's holding off on who. It seemed more like Marab's holding off on. He's saying that, but he might be. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fight my brother. But what if Aljo comes out and says, "Yeah, I'll fight you." Like, you want your title shot? We'll do it. Yeah, I think that's what they're setting up, right? I would. What if? Like, how do you say no to that? Like, you, you could turn around and sell the Lambo and. Yeah, cash in on make half a million or whatever or you get the lambo on t- like as the bonus for agreeing to the fight and then you get paid your pay-per-view points i think it was the, i think it was just to agree to fight o'malley in september when they wanted the fight but yeah they needed it they needed a title fight and he might need more than a, a lambo to fight his his brother so <laughs> well he's he's maybe he's just bargaining the way he should 
yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you get a Lambo for the O'Malley fight, like, then what do you get for fighting your best friend? Like, it's got to be a substantial step up. So that might be some... Uh, He's setting the market. He's, yeah. <laughs> Aljo's a genius. Aljo might have pulled one over on Dana here. The best actor and businessman in the UFC. Yeah, right. But uh, we'll move on to my weekly call-out. Would have been a call-out yesterday before we found out they exploded at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. But uh, these uh, these guys in the missing submarine are, are now found and, and blown apart submarine. Yeah, it seems like this guy that... I'm, I mean, the passengers probably not their best decision but i don't put the full blame on them it's yeah, like that they were sold a bad bill of goods. yeah that ceo dude just seems like a scumbag the more you look into it there's like a video of him when he's like they took some news anchor down in it or whatever and he's like yeah we actually got the uh this part from uh rv world or for camping world or something like that it's like dude they've literally were getting stuff from uh from like home depot and like duct taping this little submarine together <laughs> and it fucking blew up on the button took people in this little mini thing like dude i saw a diagram of how they sit in it it's like five people side by side sitting down you can't stand up or anything and they look no through seats they look through a hole which looks like the same window that i have in my washing machine when uh yeah. <laughs> when I, I think that's the thing that failed too i think they i read something and i don't know if it's real or not that that thing was only rated to go like six thousand feet below no and they took it like they're taking it 12 jesus yeah, it just seemed like this guy was so full of himself. And, like, on one hand, yes, the passengers did a very dumb thing. But on the other hand, like, so sometimes the more crazy something is, like, the more you believe, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do we know? Like, I don't, I don't know what's real and fake anymore. Like, can we go to space in a, in a spacecraft? They're saying they're, it's going to be available to, but is it, are they just crazy people who are willing to gamble other people's lives because they're, they're so delusional also? This guy, the so. CEO was on the boat. He's dead too. Yeah, exactly. So he's not like he didn't believe in it, but that doesn't mean he wasn't crazy and like maybe had like a, some sort of personality disorder or something like some 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 sort of complex that made him think he could, you know, go to the bottom of the ocean. With he this could laugh thing. in the face of the ocean and build this makeshift submarine and go to the lowest depth in the place where the a giant ship has already crashed. Like, I mean, it's crazy. He did that. How many trips did that thing do? I think it was only like its third trip. <laughs> but even too, dude, imagine like But I think it was its third trip with passengers maybe, so I think maybe it had gone down more than that. But either way, like the whole thing that I read was like so like titanium is what they usually make subs out of and like that's proven it can go that deep and that's that's great. Like that's what you should use. And this carbon fiber was like this guy basically is the only person to have a carbon fiber sub or whatever and they just didn't know if it was the reason why it like, wasn't like officially approved or anything is because it hasn't done it enough. They weren't sure if it was going to be able to hold up over yeah, 20 guy, trips. You know? He was and it totally made it, gambling, right? Yeah, and it made it like four. So like they were test. it was basically that he was making people pay him to test out this new material on a sub to see if it would fail or not, and it, and it failed pretty quickly, I guess. So, and he, I, and he, he was willing to gamble with other people's lives because he was just – committed to his cause yeah exactly and it seemed like he has some like titanic fetish or whatever he's like taking people down there he married some the lady that he was married to was uh her great great grandparents uh, died yeah. on the titanic so i guess i guess they got you know yeah, he was a real sicko their um, burial plots are next door to each other at and least he he clearly yeah and again like the people who chose to take the trip down Made a big mistake. They were just looking for fun and excitement. They weren't they, like this guy was probably altogether though was probably willing to risk his life and possibly die for his cause. Like he was clearly very oh into for it. sure. Like they said, an engineer got fired for like voicing concerns and stuff about the the ship or the craft or whatever. So like he definitely knew it was suspect, and he still took people down there in it. Yeah, and they were just looking for fun. But like that's, that's like it just goes to show like. Just because somebody says you can do something or something's people are doing it doesn't mean it's actually safe. Like that goes for like carnival rides all the way up to like spaceships. Like yeah, like I'm not gonna like, ever be the first person on a roller coaster. Like yeah, you or, know, <laughs> or the third person to the, go see the Titanic in a in a propane yeah. tank. Yeah, right. It looks so goofy. I'm like that is what they're. When I saw the picture, the I was controller. like, controller, dude, <laughs> the remote control, the yeah, Xbox controller, dude, fucking uh, that is just unbelievable. And then like. Dude, then I was reading, like, so say, like, the safety features worked and 
say it was like didn't blow up it was just stuck at the bottom and the safety features were worked it would then like float it back up to the top but if it wasn't found like if they had like drifted oh, they far off they didn't have any precaution to poke an air hole if they yeah sucked. exactly they would whether they were at the bottom of the ocean or bobbing on top they would run out of oxygen in 96 hours because they're bolted in from the outside, dude. There's no fucking escape hatch or anything. Or, like, you know, maybe, like, you put the bolts on the inside and do it, so then you could take them off if you need it. I I see, and I was like, okay, I get why they don't put an escape hatch on unnecessary risk, but why don't they have, like, some sort of drill that could drill an air hole? Yeah, or why don't you just do the bolts from the inside and not the outside and have a fucking... bolt. I mean, the bolt is a bolt. Yeah, you could bolt them from the inside and then have the... The, the tool with you, right? Safe to say he probably regrets a few of his designs. <laughs> yeah, apparently didn't have much time to regret it, though. I so. have a conspiracy, though. Do you think that they waited? Do you think that they, first of all, number one, I saw this story a few, half a day before, like, I'm pretty, I see stuff on the internet pretty early. Like, I'm pretty plugged into, like, deep meme accounts and stuff. I, it, it, I saw it, thought it was bizarre, whatever, moved on. I had no idea it was going to captivate the nation. Yeah, dude, the world, dude. It was like yeah. uh, huge news on the BBC. They were playing it all day and stuff like that. So Yeah, this story is this is the biggest story I can remember in a very, very long time. Like, what, what does this even compare to? Oh, like those little uh, Taiwan Ta- or Thailand kids or Taiwanese kids that got trapped in that cave. Remember the soccer team? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or dirt. Chilean miners that got stuck for like... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, those... It's just trash. Remember those stories. scuba divers went in and got all those little kids out? They, yeah. And they had to put them, they brought a bunch of like... Uh, oh, weren't they up like an air bubble or something? Yeah, and they brought a bunch of like Xanax in with them and they knocked the kids out. <laughs> and then they, like, because they like couldn't risk the kids panicking because it was like super tight. I watched this documentary on it. It was like actually like insane. Like or, these... I think it's before our... Sorry to interrupt you. I think before our time, but didn't a girl get stuck in a well for like a week or something? Probably. I don't know, but uh, I wouldn't doubt it. They, yeah, and I was reading, there was like in 1973, these two guys that got stuck at the bottom of the ocean, too, and they, they, and they saved them. Got to those guys, but they knew exactly where they were. But the sto- that story, they had 60 hours worth of oxygen. They rescued them 84 hours later, and they were still alive. Yeah, and I read that when they uh, checked the air tanks after they got them out, there was 12 minutes of oxygen left. Jeez. Dude, how crazy is that? And That's, I guess it, they said it had, it, it went... 12 and a half hours longer because they just uh, laid laid there and didn't even talk the entire time. They just like uh, tried to sleep, basically. So they knew that they were they were either pres- preserving oxygen or accepting their fate? Yeah, they were preserving oxygen. Like, the guys were talking about it in an article I read. Yeah. Um, my conspiracy theories, though, is that the Coast Guard, everyone knew that this thing imploded right away, and they just Dude, everyone was just no, having they so did. much fun. I just read it today, or a little bit ago. So. But why... So the, the reason it's a conspiracy is they waited until the day that they were going to officially run out of oxygen, and then they found the debris and said, yeah, it imploded. They yeah. were just letting us have fun with this. No, so I guess the, the Coast Guard actually reported, or in one of their releases, two days ago, they said they, you know, they have those, like, uh, sonar, like, buoys or whatever yeah, that they listen. Picked up something that... They picked up what they they know now is was the explosion on the day that, as soon when it lost communication, basically there was an explosion picked up by one of those buoys and they knew about this like two or three days ago, but the media didn't report it because they obviously nobody cares about. Yeah. Everybody wanted them to be like stuck down there alive. Like how often we turn that, turn things into just for our own entertainment. People are like, I hope they get saved. I hope they get saved, but this, I'm having so much fun with this. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I got pretty into it to be honest with you. Yeah. And everyone's just running through the scenarios of like imagine what they're imagine what they're doing as the oxygen runs out and they've been in there for four days together. Like, do they like Did stomp you, the CEO to death? Yeah, you kind of need him. Like he's the only guy who knows how this stuff works. You take out somebody for sure to expand the oxygen. But dead right? bot? No, because dead bodies emit tons of carbon carbon dioxide. Ah, dude. See, but would you know that? Because you don't have access to Google anymore. I only know it because I saw somebody writing that. Yeah, dude. And the, another crazy thing. Did you know the only way they communicated with the ship was by like text message or something they didn't have like dude put a gps fucking beacon you know like put like a low jack on the damn thing in case it floats to the top somewhere so they were like you know you why wouldn't it just have like a gps units are tiny like a satellite gps unit where if it does float to the top you could just find out the coordinates of where it's at he was he was showing off how willy-nilly he could be yeah. And do something insane, go to the bottom of the ocean. It just looked like an empty tube with a TV and a remote control inside. 
Yeah, he was being willy-nilly. Also, I heard, yeah, like they lost communication. First of all, they were like, well, they could still be down there. It could just not have lost communication. But they lost communication. They always said the communication was always spotty, but it was never gone for two full days. Like that's how you yeah. know. So they said the trip last year. So I guess they did one a year for the last three years or something. They lost communication with them for three hours, and then they finally got it back. So um, they probably that should have been like, a, "We need to up our communication abilities." Yeah, right. Not just like let's roll it out again the exact same way next year, and hopefully we don't explode at the bottom of the ocean, but or implode. I guess I guess you implode when you're underwater. You explode above water. Yeah, and they got crushed like a pop can. But yeah, uh, obviously they knew that this is what had happened it was the most likely scenario and they were just having so much fun with it maybe they'll get some documentaries maybe they'll sell some merch dude how much fun i i gotta imagine going underwater to see the titanic like that is like going to the grand canyon for me worse though worse claustrophobia not impressive you know but i'm just saying like the same feeling where you're just on you hear how great it is and then you get there and it's just very underwhelming yeah, the Grand Canyon almost doesn't look real to me, so I can't really even process it. It definitely doesn't excite me. Yeah. No, the first time I went there, I was like, this is it. But then I did take a helicopter tour. I was going to say, but what if you got talked into a helicopter tour and your helicopter crashed and you would be like, that guy's an idiot. What was he thinking? But it's like... <laughs> I, I did w- take a helicopter helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon, and it was pretty sick. So, And I, I'm still here to talk about it. So, But just they do go down ver- every once in a while, dude. You did so. a mini version of what that guy did, dude. We're, we're all guilty of the same thing. Like Those people just had access to a crazy... Like their thrill seeking levels are just so much higher than ours. Yeah, but I would never threshold. like skydive. I would never skydive and I'll never go that far under the ocean. I, you know, I got to remain give or take around sea level. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't sound fun to go to a ship like nine hours, nine hours down. Dude, yeah. It, it was an eight hour trip or something they said, like That's two and horrible. a half down. It must be like, you must just spend five hours looking at. The PlayStation old. controller should have freaked him out enough to say no. Dude, yeah. If, dude, if I got into a helicopter of the Grand Canyon tour and they're like, all right, ready to take off, and he pulls out a fucking remote control, and he's on, yeah, he's on I'm the getting out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Those, I, more people have died in those helicopter tours, though, than the, anybody trying to see the Titanic. Yeah, that is, that is true. More but people have probably died in helicopter tours than everybody who died on the Titanic plus this boat. Way more helicopter tours have been successful, though. They do, like, on, like 20 a day. That's true, I guess. <laughs> the percentage is 33% for crashing into the submarine, and it's, like, probably, like... It's 100% fucking, if you ride on the actual Titanic. Yeah, right? It's just cursed now. I hope that just lets everybody know, like, that I Titanic I did hear people saying it was good. cursed, but to be honest, the first Titanic crashing is a coincidence slash bad judgment. The second one was just a death wish. Yeah. Also, was I the only one surprised to see how close the Titanic is to the United States? I thought it was very far out into the ocean, man. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really well educated on the Titanic, and I don't really understand people's obsession with it. Yeah, me Other either. Other than the movie. Good movie. Yeah. The movie I kind of get, but apparently like, that was like just bad, bad boat driving. Like The guy's just like, we're going to go through this. Yeah, and bad design or something. They, it was supposed to be able to do that, but they like got cheap or something, I think. Yeah, that one's even. I mean, think about that. I think about that happened in the social media age because that was all rich people too. Yeah, that would have been pretty crazy. But I mean, I think they would have gotten them out of there these days. Right? That's true. They would got helicopters like, an SOS or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, bad, bad design. Yeah, they didn't have the the right technology. Just like uh, just hundred years later. Yeah, you know, in a hundred years, you'll probably be able to go down in a in a dishwasher into the uh, <laughs> and see the Titanic. But uh, and, uh, at this point in time, it's not a great idea. Yeah, I'm staying away from it. But yeah, R.I.P. to the to the fallen. Um, yeah. So any anything else to call out? Um, I already pretty much called them out, but uh, I'll say it again: Marvin Vittori for fighting like an absolute dumbass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just what we can expect out of him now. But all right, I'll move on to mine. I got uh, isn't he awesome? This one breaks my heart to do, but Dom Cruz, dude, he got to have a field day on uh, on Keith Peterson. Yeah. Right. He was having the time of his life, just saying this is you know what did he say? did you see the clips and stuff? No, I didn't see the clips. I just. He said something about Keith Peterson when he called that, uh, was that the Ronnie Lawrence fight? He yeah, I think so. He tap, and then he called a really late stoppage later in the fight. Like, he, Yeah, I Cruz, did hear him chirping, dude. Dom Cruz was having the time of his life. Um, 
Perfect time for Dominic Cruz to show up. We just talked about like DC been mailing it in, like what happened to Dominic Cruz. Shows up and has the best day of his life just ripping on Keith Peterson all day. So Yeah, I was not annoyed by him at all watching the fights. I, I think, think the other guys have all gotten so bad. Yeah, and uh, he I think he's getting better. I think he actually does practice and uh he hasn't been on there for a while and I think he, he uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah, he exactly. Knows everyone makes fun of him for the underhook stuff, so he stopped doing it so much. Yeah, he actually takes constructive criticism, I guess. So yeah, he's definitely not like He's, like, walking a fine line of being, like, technical but still normal for... I think that's what Joe Rogan does so well, right? He can talk about, like, jiu-jitsu and, like, the technical stuff, but kind of at, like, a average person's, like, uh, level of understanding, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Cruz would just be in a way to... Tech where you don't get it unless you actually, like, do mixed martial arts. So uh, I think he's finally finding that, that middle ground that, that works. Yeah, I mean, just uh, yeah, first time back in the bo- back in the booth, and he, I thought he did a did a solid job, and he got to have his way and get the last laugh on Keith Peterson. Yeah, um, golf clap for Cruz. Sadly, dude, he's he's winning us over slowly. So, call out. Uh, I don't know if I'm calling out the right people here, Usada or whoever is in charge of the Glory Kickboxing. Have you seen what they did to Overeem? He's serving like a one year suspension. Dude. No. For oh. what? Um, steroids. Usada does glory kickboxing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not totally sure if they do Usada kickbox. Uh, somebody, some somebody suspended like nine PFL guys and um, nine PFL guys and a bunch of glory kickboxers. And look what they did to our boy Reem. You can just suspend people. Yeah, I mean through the through their the athletic commission or whatever. Yeah, look it over him. No, dude. Dude, he's he, a he's a lightweight. Yeah, but look at like he still has like the the mass on his bicep, but everything else is like bone. Jesus, he looks tiny, dude. I don't know if it's an angle or what, but dude, it, it's not. An angle. I mean, it might be a little bit of an angle, but it's also like he looks his late look, dude. He's got chicken legs. He's got John Jones legs, dude. He's, he looks bad, dude. He's he's one he he's, looks like he's sick. He's <laughs> he's like eight months into a suspension. Like I think it's a twelve month suspension. That got backdated to like October or November or something. He looks horrible. He looks very sickly. Um, yeah, it's not great to say on here because I can't really show. And it, like it's, I can't. This isn't a visual podcast, but he looks like he weighs about one seventy. Yeah, uh, down from like two fifty. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if if you haven't seen it, go look it up because uh, I hadn't seen it and I'm uh, kind of shocked. And I thought the point of letting Overeem walk from the UFC was Let's not. See. It's not always they didn't have to pay him anymore, but so he could go back to Uberim. Yeah, and just eat a horse meat and, and get fucking jacked and yeah. fuck people up. We were hoping, but it seems that's like, not, not the case. Dude, glory kickboxing, what are you doing? Like, nobody watches glory kickboxing anymore. It used to be, it used to have its niche crowd, but I feel like it's fallen off big time. They've lost like a lot of their big gone stars. bankrupt like three times. Yeah, they've lost a lot of their big names, I feel like, and it's like going downhill, so... What are you doing testing? Like, why don't you take like the one or the BKFC like approach and just be like, what do what you want to do? Like, yeah, they should be they should absolutely be encouraging it. So, a hundred percent. You got to wear those giant ass boxing gloves anyway. So, what's what kind of damage are you gonna do? Yeah, let o, let over him live, dude. The guy's been the guy's been able to do steroids at every level, and now they're gonna take it away from him now. Dude, he's way smaller than when he stopped doing steroids in the UFC. I know. Well, he kept on mass when he stopped doing steroids in the UFC. Yeah, he just he looks just like a little flabby. He just looks like he's completely stopped training or anything. Like he looks like he I looks mean, like he's, he's not eating. Yeah, he looks <laughs> he looks emaciated. He looks bad. He looks like he's in the middle of a terrible weight cut. Yeah, or a terrible like chronic illness. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not. A yeah. chronic illness but yeah people thought i saw rumble looking funky about six months and then before he croaked and right i mean i don't think that's the case with over him i think it really is just that he had to cut, cut it all out full cold turkey and it's done no good for him but it's pretty crazy so anyways if you haven't seen that picture go look it up it's pretty pretty bad so um but that'll do it for my call outs and our isn't he awesome so we can move on to our ufc jacksonville card um Pretty solid card. That main event here is kind of a banger. Um, I don't love the line here. Seeing it for the first time, we got mm, Ilya yeah, Taporia minus three fifty against Josh Emmett plus two seventy five. Okay, Josh Emmett got lost a fight to Yair Rodriguez. I thought Emmett looked good at times. In that a fight. good fight, dude. Yeah, he like 
he had Yair on skates at one point, didn't yeah. he? And not Maybe only that, twice. He's had he's hurt everybody he's ever fought. Yeah, and he is a banger. And we saw uh, the other thing. Tapore got dropped versus Jai Herbert when he Bad. moved up to one. It was at one fifty five. And Jai Herbert does have a little power, but I mean that. I mean Josh. I mean you don't hit much harder than him, and he always seems to find the, the mark at least once. He yes. doesn't always finish him finish you, but. A lot of times, like a high percentage of those times, he does. So um, I think this is a super dangerous fight for uh, Taporia, um, Josh Emmett. So I don't. I think Taporia wins this fight, but I just don't think the minus three fifty line is right. I think there's like a way better chance of uh, Josh Emmett getting a knockout here. So it makes you want to chase that that plus that plus money, right? So mm-hmm. this is one where I'm I'm really torn. You got Josh Emmett. He can. You know, he's a veteran of the UFC. He knows he's what been he's... Under, he's been chronically underrated in his career, too. It, like, a legit, actual dark horse that really was legit the whole time. Exactly, and people kind of... because he's so ugly, no one <laughs> wants to give him a chance. Yeah, people kind of got on to him, I feel like, lately, but I guess he's he's being underrated again, so... Um, but what you get with Josh Emmett, right, you get power. You get pretty much a pretty well-rounded product. You got a lot of experience. A good wrestler. Yeah, a good wrestler. He can... He's got cardio. He can go all five rounds with ease and maintain cardio late in these fights. Um, he fights. Sometimes he just kind of waits for knockouts to come to him. Sometimes he, he throws a little bit more. He, I mean, he's he's very well-rounded. He can switch up his game plan as needed and whatnot. But you got Taporia, who is, besides that knockdown to Jai Herbert, has pretty much looked untouchable. Yeah, I mean, um, you got Josh Emmett is old now. Yeah, if you're uh, buying stock in a fighter here, it's all on Taporia. But I don't know. That yeah. doesn't mean he wins this fight. Exactly. Taporia's coming into his prime, it seems like. Um, but the downsides are this is a five-round fight. We got uh, Taporia, who we haven't seen fight n- anyone near the competition of Josh Emmett. I mean, for as skilled as he is, he's taken pretty easy fights up to this point. Um, I would I would have loved to see Taporia in a three-round fight versus a guy in Emmett's caliber instead of jumping into a main event. So now we got to worry about his cardio. Can he go these five rounds hard with a veteran like Josh Emmett, who's, who we know can go five hard rounds? So I think, like, just, I don't know, you're adding a lot of un, unknown variables on on a guy who I think should have had, like, a fight in between this and a main event versus Josh Emmett, you know? Well, they went too slow with Taporia early on. They gave him... Yusef Salal, Damon Jackson, Ryan Hall. Yeah. And then they're like, wow, this guy is really good. So then they gave him, I know at one point, I mean, he beat Then Jai Herbert, and then Bryce 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 Mitchell Mitchell. was his last fight. That was his last fight, which... like, okay, fast track. He looked really good versus Bryce Mitchell, but then it's like, also, we don't know how good Bryce Mitchell is. He's a decent wrestler, but he couldn't take down uh, Taporia, so he's going to get outstruck versus versus Taporia, right? He's not really a striker, so... Everyone's got excuses, but... Bryce Mitchell was apparently very sick. Yeah, he said he had the flu and he, he looked like it. So um, you got to factor that in, I guess. So I don't know, man. This is one I put a a question mark on this one because I literally don't know what to do on this. I don't, so. bet, I don't like betting against Josh Emmett. Like. Yeah, exactly. I'd say I'd leave it up to this one. I'd leave up to the listeners. But uh, so if you're if you're banking on Taporia being the real deal, I mean, you can go with him. But uh, I think there's. You think he submits him? Yeah, I think it'd probably have to be kind of like a club and sub type deal, or whatever. We've seen Emmett. He's gotten rocked kind of a few times lately. He is he getting older. In his last fight. And yeah, against a guy like Taporia, who very well could knock him down and, and finish him off on the ground, um, <laughs> that might not be a bad bet. So, um, Or if you want to chase the money and, and go with, uh, with Josh Emmett, I don't think that's a bad pick either, honestly. I wonder what what props are looking like because I, I feel like at what is he plus 275 so i feel like you're not going to get much better yeah, value taking emmett by Emmett's knockout, by knockout it's, gonna it's probably like going to be plus 350 or yeah. something yeah right so um let's see here where is that fight and the blueprint on beating emmett is body kicks dude that yeah you're starting to land those body kicks that turn the whole fight around for him yeah it really did and Taporia. He could go to the body i think too so he should probably take note of that he's um, certainly a better grappler than yair so Oh, Emmett wins by knockout is anywhere from plus 450 to plus 470. So it's better than I thought. Um, he could win a decision, though, too. Yeah, um, he won he, a decision he very against easily Cater. could. 
Um, Emmett wins by decision is plus 900. Uh, Taporia wins by decision is plus 900 as well. Um, so they are probably thinking Taporia by sub. Let's see. Emmett by submission. Taporia by submission plus 125. Taporia by knockout or TKO is plus 150. So they're thinking Taporia finish somehow. That's, I mean, that's interesting to me. I don't, again, I don't. I would have thought this line would be fairly close. I think, to, I think plus Emmett, 900 Taporia by decision doesn't seem bad either. Like that no. seems like really high. Like is Taporia for sure going to finish? I mean, like I know Emmett can go five rounds and if, if Taporia doesn't finish him early, like Andy starts to gas a little bit, like that just makes it less likely for Taporia to get finish. in a grappling exchange or just never go for the finish or, or Emmett's good enough grappler that he can just hang with the grappling exchanges, but not, not get put away. Yeah. yeah I mean, I could definitely go. I so mean, I think that Yusef, I, uh, Taporia couldn't put away Yusef Zalald in grappling. So, right. So yeah, I mean, there's some, uh, some props. I think you can take a look at here and, it might be uh, might be some money to be made here, yeah. no matter who you go. If you go Taporia, if you want to take him by decision, I don't. I think plus nine hundred. It's not bad for that. So um, I don't know. I would just take. I don't know if I'd bet him on. I wonder if they're going to have one of those combo ones where you can bet him by submission or knockout. But it's probably going to be like minus two hundred or something. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, I just, I, I just, this is a great fight. I'm happy about this fight. I think it's a cool fight. Yeah, me too. This is going to be a banger. All right, Amanda Rebus, maybe Macy Barber. Amanda Rebus minus two ten. Macy Barber plus one sixty five. This has been like you know two up and down fighters. Um, at this moment, Rebus has looked better. Uh, Macy Barber always was kind of o- overrated. If this fight happened, say right before Amanda Rebus beat up Mackenzie Dern really bad, this would have been like Macy Barber minus four hundred probably. When Macy Barber was winning a lot of fights, and now she's lost a lot of fights, she kind of looked like crap. At times, at where Rebus has looked better in her last few fights, she just destroyed uh, Arujo. What was her? Uh, Vivian Arujo. Vivian Arujo, probably one of her better fights in a long time. Knocked her out. Like looked really good. So um, I think this line's probably warranted. I think Rebus is the better fighter here. I think Macy Barber has looked again up and down at times, but definitely hype. She's not lived up. She's not lived up to the hype. Yeah, I'm all Amanda Hebas in this fight. Minus two ten, I think. I think that's a great line, or minus two hundred, whatever you can get it at. Um, Amanda Hebas, she has pretty good striking. I think if it was, if it's just striking, like say there's no takedowns in this fight, it's it's around fifty fifty, maybe a slight edge even to Hebas. But if you factor in the grappling, Hebas, we've seen her start more shoot looking for takedowns than than um, than standing in trading like she was kind of earlier when she before she got caught by a few times so um macy barber sucks at grappling uh, um and andrea lee she barely beat andrea lee because andrea lee took her down yeah and it's like once you get her down yeah like you said she does not get up so um she, i mean miranda maverick she, she beat her um, badly that was, a ter- <laughs> that was one of the worst decisions yeah. of that whole year um and then she, I mean, she got beat by Roxanne Matafari. I mean, I guess she tore ACL or whatever, but she got taken down. The point is she gets taken down a lot and she can't get up. And Amanda Hebas has the ability to take her down at, at will, I feel like, pretty much. So um, I like Amanda Hebas in this fight. All right. Austin Lane, my plus 150, Justin Taffa, minus 185. Justin Taffa seems like he's kind of coming around after kind of a so-so start. Yeah, he knocked out Parker Porter. The dude's got... Dude, he's just got hands. He's like Mark Hunt, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, he kind of looks Oscar like him. Lane. Yeah, he, he's very similar. He's He's got tons of power. Um, Austin Lane, I don't know a ton about him. I did see him on Contender Series. He did fight Greg Hardy um, on Contender Series, I believe. I don't know if it was his first. Did he lose to him? Yeah. Yeah, Greg Hardy beat Austin Lane on Contender Series. Um, it's kind of a close line for – I don't know anything about Austin Lane, but – yeah, I don't think he's very good, but um, I think he was kind of early in his UFC career. I guess he's a football player as well. It's like a football player versus football player. Was he the guy player. who lost when Greg Hardy got the contract? Uh, let me. See. I can look up which one it was. Is he a black guy with dreads? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I think that's the guy who got beat up. He looked really bad in that contender series. Fight. Yeah, he looked absolutely terrible. He like turned his head and tried to run. Exactly. Yeah, he was in the contender series fight. Both of Greg Hardy's opponents didn't look very good, so it looked like they were just setting him up. Um, I mean, if he made the UFC, I'm assuming he's looking a little bit better, but I mean, Justin Taffa, he's he's tough as nails. Um, he's got huge power. Uh, I don't, 
I don't I just don't think Austin Lane could have gotten that much better in that short amount of time. So, um, I mean, I guess it's been a little while, but still, I, I think Justin Taffa is the way to go. I'd take Justin Taffa against a lot of people in the division at this point. So I'm not going, um, you know, on Austin Lane here. So Justin Taffa minus 185. You go Taffa by knockout. Just wonder what that gets you. Uh, let's see here. Justin Taffa. Uh, Taffa wins by knockout minus 125. Doesn't help you that much, but um, so maybe just take Justin Taffa. But I think yeah, Taffa's the way to go here. All right, David Onama, Gabriel Santos. Uh, David Onama plus 180, Gabriel Santos minus 225. I uh, don't know where to go with this one here. David Onama, we've seen him look really good. We've also seen him lose a few fights. Um, obviously, he's a underdog here. What is your lean on this fight? Yeah, I mean, I was going back and forth kind of on this, but Gabriel Santos, he looked pretty good. And he, remember, he beat Lerone Murphy in his UFC debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was on short notice as well. Um, so, and I thought Lerone Murphy won that fight, but I Gabriel Santos actually won the fight. Like, it was a bad decision. I had Lerone Murphy in the league, so I'm glad that Lerone Murphy won, but I thought Gabriel Santos won that one. Uh, David Onama, um, you know, he was a James Krause product. And so who knows what was involved in that last That's fight. That's true. we got to factor that in. Because David Onamas looked – who did he fight on short notice and look really good? Uh, it was his first fight in the UFC, right? Um, uh, it was Jack Shore maybe or something like that? Or was like Yep, Jack Shore. He was fighting up a division. Uh, yeah, that, that's what it was, and he looked unbelievable. Uh, and, he, I mean, even against Nate Landwehr, he looked unreal in that first round. Oh, you round. just can't get Nate Landwehr out of there. Like, yeah. You, and, can't pr- you can't practice for a guy who – you land every you land every one of your best shots and you yeah you just walked right through him and he and he gassed so but Gabriel Santos against Lerone Murphy he looked tough and he looked like he's gonna be able to walk through him he's also should be a good fight has pretty good takedowns uh, good submission skills so he can take this to the ground I think if needed to um, I don't know David Onama it just he's pretty electric to start off with on the feet though before he gasses so I mean it is kind of I think it's probably gonna be a Gabriel Santos win here but. David Onama is tough on the feet early, so you got to factor that in. I know you're looking your chops this next one. Brendan Allen Allen versus Bruno Silva plus 160. Uh, Brendan Allen minus 200. Dude, what Bruno is this Silva line? Plus 165. I, I know you're looking your chops. This one, this the sleeper of the century, Bruno Silva. I love Bruno Silva here. I wish maybe we should start the league up for this week so I can uh, <laughs> take Bruno Silva and get a quick uh, plus 165 win here. Um, he just fought recently, right? Like we just, uh, oh, it gets Brad Tavares and we called that one. Uh, Second round knockout. Yeah. That was under, all, you were all over that one. underdog versus Tavares. I think, uh, I think we're looking at a very similar fight again here, right? Like, uh, yeah. Brendan we, Allen is definitely a Brad Tavares level guy. Yeah. Brad Tavares is overrated just like Brendan Allen is. Um, I don't know how Brendan Allen's still overrated at this point when we have so much proof that he's garbage. Fraud, and yeah. uh, I mean, Bruno Silva, he looked like I said he looked very good versus uh, Alex Pereira. Gave Alex and, Pereira his toughest fight. Yeah, exactly. Tough. I mean, besides the, until he got knocked out by Izzy, but still, I mean, it. He looks good. He's really good on the feet. I think he's decent on the ground. Um, I I just really think uh, Bruno Silva is is the pick here, and at plus one sixty five, I don't think he can go wrong. Yeah, I mean, if we get this one right, we'll be just shouting from the rooftops like that'll be one of our best guys we've gotten behind early yeah exactly he seems he seems pretty solid i mean he is 33 but he wins violently but he's just like so quiet like he doesn't make any noise when he so yeah Yeah, he's i I like that one a lot he seems like he's uh i don't know if it's just because he lost to prayer and then got submitted by mirshart (laughs) um after not good luck Uh, yeah yeah, but i mean he's been on our terror ever since yeah, exactly. And Brad Tavares and and uh, Brendan Allen are not. Uh, they don't have the submission skills that Mirshar has. And uh, they Brendan Allen's a pretty solid grappler, but I still, again, don't think he's not a Mirshar level grappler, right? I think Bruno yeah. Silva will Plus, be able Mirshar's to deal with them. Plus, thing is to get beat up really bad, and then your guy gets tired, and then you falls into a triangle. Where Brendan Allen gets knocked out. Yeah, exactly. All right, Neil Magny, Phil Rowe, Neil Magny minus one seventy five, Phil Rowe plus one forty five. Weird fight because these guys bizarrely look similar 
<laughs> right. They look like the younger version of each other, like that Will Smith movie where he had a younger, like a younger bad version of himself or something. <laughs> they got, dude, they kind of, they really do. They're like both I, Haitian or something. I don't know what dude, it is. They both Phil look, Rowe looks like a cross between, um, what's, what's just lost a gas, gas him and, uh, um, Chris Curtis. He looks yeah. like a cross. Look at Chris Curtis and Neil Magny. If they had a kid, it looks exactly like kind of a cross. That's between really them. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can see both. Yeah, it's really weird. So, um, I mean, on this one, I think I'm going Neil Magny. Um, yeah, try again for Neil Magny after all these consecutive losses? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Neil Magny, he's just a grinder. I think he's going to figure out a way to get it done. Um, I mean, he he doesn't have that many consecutive. He doesn't have no, any consecutive losses. he won losses. fairly recently. He won fairly recently because he took, he took the f- – he beat so, Daniel Rodriguez in a performance the night. Yeah, and he got, took, then he lost to Gilbert Burns though. Full. Uh, he took the sole position, sole possession of first place in the welterweight wins. Yeah, I mean he's beat Jeff Neal uh, since 2021. Um, you know he lost to Kiesa in Jeff early 2021. Ball. Then he beat Jeff Neal. Uh, 2022 he beat Max Griffin. Then he lost to Shavkat. Beat Daniel Rodriguez. Beat or lost to Gilbert Burns. So I mean Philip Rowe is more in the category of the guys that he's beaten recently than, than the guy he's lost to. So I think he's got one more in him. Um, and I just think he's a crafty veteran who can, uh, who might who probably will be able to edge one out against Phil Rowe. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think this is one. I'm not looking at my chops like I was for Bruno Silva, but um, I don't know. I, I've always been a Magni guy. He's won me, he's won me money. So we'll, we'll try to ride the horse one more time. All right, then Randy Brown minus 250, Wellington Terman plus 200. Um, I've just been so unimpressed with Wellington Terman. I think he put together a decent run not that long ago. He beat a couple decent guys. He's training with Glover in Connecticut when Glover was the champ, and he uh, looked like he put it together a little bit. But other than that, like, dude, we've seen this guy get knocked out by some goofy bums. Yeah, Wellington Terman's a a punching bag pretty much, I feel like. And, uh, Randy Brown, I mean, before uh, – what, what was his last fight? Uh, it was that one dude from – the new up-and-comer. Oh, yeah, Jack Della Maddalena from Australia. Um, Randy Brown, and before he got club and stuff, basically – Knocked goofy. Um, he was – he looked like he was in the Matrix for a while there. He does that thing, though. He gets too confident. He starts putting his hands down, sticking his chin up. Yeah, he does do that. But, I mean, the I don't Wellington think – Wellington not going to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it comes down to. Wellington Terman is too slow. He's not Jack Della, right? Um, Randy Brown, even when he starts getting too cocky, is still going to be able to get out of the way of Wellington Terman's punches. And I think uh, he's probably going to finish Wellington Terman, too. He can, he's got pretty decent power. He looks – Randy Brown – even though he, he's you a know, dynamic striker, he yeah. has a lot of different tools. He was on a four win streak before that Jack Della Maddalena fight, and he was looking really good until he wasn't. So, um, I think that's it's a pretty easy Randy Brown call on this one. All right, then that'll do it for our uh, our preview here. Anything else you uh, you see here? There's some, you know, like I said, this is a solid fight night card. You could tell it's a on the road card and not a not a. Uh, yeah, we had some decent fights fall off. Too. Like Gregory Rodriguez was fighting on this card. That fell off, though. Uh, that's Punali Soriano is fighting Cedric Damas. I think Cedric Damas is still on the card, but he's fighting Cody Brundage now. Um, you got that Tatsura Tyra is 13-0 versus Klitson Rodriguez. That should be a banger. Um, Klitson Rodriguez just had a pretty good fight, didn't he? Um, trying to find that line. I don't see it. Can't trust best fight ads though they don't they don't update their stuff anymore. Yeah, right. Jamal Emmers versus Jack Jenkins. Um Zalgas Zumagulov versus Joshua Van. I don't well, know Zuma who Gulov Joshua Van gone. is. They must have did they, wasn't Zumagulov cut or something? They bring him back? I yeah, I think they did. There's um, a couple guys I saw that I think they brought back that I thought were gone forever. Yeah, exactly. You got Tabitha Ricci versus Jillian Robertson. Um that Matus Rebecki um is fighting Loki Reds of Bob, I don't know how to say it, but then Matus Rebecca looked decent, I think, recently. Um, so yeah, you got some, uh, we got some name value, we got some young guys on this card, we got you got everything basically. So this should be uh, should be a good card to watch. And it's ABC, uh, the prelims start at 8 30 a.m., there's 14 fights on it. Whoa, main we got card, a daytime card, wow, yeah, main card starts at noon. Um, so yeah, this should be a pretty good card to watch. 
Wow, I love it. All right then, yeah. So we'll definitely be tuned into this one. This is uh, one of our. This is one's handpicked for us. All right. Well, we're running out of time here, so let's wrap it up. Um, we'll be back next week to recap. Good luck on your picks. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Try that. I need a beat in the beat. Let me call Polo.